What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And today we are joined by one of the most popular and well-known voices in the fantasy community, Hussein the Brain from Fantasy Couch. He is the author Woo! of <laughs> he's the author of How to Play right. Fantasy Football, uh, one of Amazon's bestsellers, as well as the owner of some of the most uh one of the most popular fantasy youtube channels out there got a big following on twitter big following on instagram one of the most knowledgeable guys out there hussein thank you for joining us glad to be back let's do this baby yeah third year in a row we've had you back uh always happy to have you on it's always a good time uh so let's get right into it dave you want to kick this off Yes, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I figured we'd just go over some, you know, stuff, some popular topics that the fantasy community has, um, you know, then kind of dive in, dive in from there. Um, but I guess, first of all, is there anything you're doing differently this year than you've done in past years, whether that be, you know, from, from having to do with like COVID protocols that you're watching out for, since that's kind of still a thing with, you know, vaccination rules and whatever, or just kind of something you learned over the off season that you're trying to implement this year, or how the rankings are breaking down. Is there anything no different this year that you're taking into account? Not really, but I'll tell you what, I just traded Denzel Mims for Pat Fryer Muth and I'm excited in dynasty. <laughs> and I got, and I upgraded a pick. So, uh, I traded a fourth in Denzel Mims uh, for Pat Fryermuth. That was amazing. Couldn't have a, our draft party last year, so we did it twice as better this year and filmed it. Uh, so that's that's insane. And man, I'm just excited for the season. Of course, and that little sense of normalcy again this year. I mean, their, their draft party video looked insane. I know you guys do that. I, I had to skip it last year, but you do it every year. But it it looked like it was a, that cake was awesome. Yeah, thank you. That was uh, that was tough getting all the people don't know the behind the scenes. I had to uh, send a lot of messages, make my own Antonio Brown Lego piece. Like it was out of control. I got <laughs> you make that cake twice. yourself, or do you, you get to order that? Well, we got the cakes like very very simple cake. So we got the cake, but I put all the all the Legos. You, was you all, dress it up? Yeah, yeah. That was that because the cake actually didn't look that great. I was like, ugh. But then. You know, it was fine. And then, but putting the Legos on top was really what made that, that, yeah, that was the the, the finishing touch. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess, uh, going into like the first Mm -hmm. round this year, you know, everyone's kind of worried about, most people are going running back first round and you have, uh, McCaffrey at, at one and then cook at two. And then you get to that group of, you know, three, four, five, six with, uh, Henry Kamara, Saquon and, and Zeke. And I think that's kind of where some people start to have a little bit of a debate. Where do you fall on those four guys and, you know, in, their, in your rankings and, and why? Well, I, I have the big four is how I have it. C-Mac, then Dalvin, then Henry, then Kamara. And uh, if it's full PPR and you want Kamara ahead of Henry, that's fine. It's not a big deal. But if it's uh, half PPR, non-PPR, I think you got to go with Derrick Henry. He's just an absolute beast. Ride the hot hand another year. Where it really gets messy, if we're, if we're let's say we're talking about a 12-team, you know, redraft, normal league, popular league, mm-hmm. that five, six, seven, and eight spots is the most dreaded. And so on the draft party, I had the sixth spot. It was very uncomfortable. 
Uh, but you got to make it work. You got to decide what you're going to do. My advice is probably trade down if you can. Mm -hmm. So you have to find a trade partner and your league has to allow you to trade draft positions. Trading down is, is what's awesome because you can get the best wide receiver and pair him up with still a top 10 or top 12 running back, which is, I think, the sweet spot. And it leaves you flexible. But, yeah, after the four, you can really do anything. I actually have Saquon Barkley at five. Uh, I like to risk it. I don't need Saquon Barkley to get more than 15, 18 touches in week one, and I don't have to win week one. So I'm not worried about it. It It is – is it bold and crazy? Yeah, it is, but um, that's who I would take at five if if I had the fifth overall pick. I think, um, I think when people that take Kelsey there, I think they're just taking Kelsey there because um, they're scared. Because mm -hmm. although I, I love Kelsey as a talent, he's really not a good value pick in a 12-team draft. I think it's actually a horrible move. I would never take Kelsey at 5 or 6 um, because you can get Darren Waller or George Kittle in round 3. And that's where the value is. And it kind of it could ruin your draft. Now, if you're in a, if you're in a shallow league, an 8-team league especially, but even a 10-team league, then it's okay to reach for Mahomes and Kelsey. You can easily find your way back and and not get totally screwed when you're waiting all those picks. But in a 12-team league, if you do take Kelsey at the five spot, you're gonna probably like your team is gonna be skewed. Your, your wheel alignment, your steering alignment, whatever is gonna be messed up, and you're gonna be playing catch up the rest of the draft. <clears throat> yeah. No, I told. You. So it, it, when you when you get to that that five, so you have, so you have your big four. What makes you what, for you? What it, what gives you Saquon over Zeke this year? Is there is there injury concerns with Dak? Is it his down year last year? I mean, because you have the injury concerns with Saquon. So what what gives you Saquon that edge for you over Zeke? I'll put it like this: If you're a normal human, just take Zeke. You don't got to listen to me. That's totally fine at five. <laughs> um, you know, if you're psycho like me, because I don't, I don't really care. I have no, <laughs> I have no fear, right? You know, like I always had fear. I was a failure. I couldn't do this. I, I had the monkey on my back. I couldn't even win my own league. All that's over. I had a lot of success, um, and I listened to plenty of haters. I don't, I don't care anymore. I'm trying to win, and so it, general, you know, Matthew Barry says, don't lose your league in round one. Um, and that's a great advice, honestly. And I'd always stick by that advice. But with a guy like Saquon, who's going to bring the upside, I think he's worth the risk. And guys, I'm I'm only talking about like if you're crazy like me, if you're bold, and you have the fifth overall pick, right? So it's not like I'm putting a gun to someone's head and being like, you know, like pick the fifth overall pick and draft <laughs> Saquon. Like usually you're going to have like pick nine, right? And then Saquon's going to be there. I'm like, okay, well, that you're a little more comfortable. Or if yeah. you want to – not take a big of a risk. You got pick five. Go with Zeke. Now, why do I, I have Zeke at six? Now, Zeke is is fine. Look, he's looking much better. Um, <laughs> he's got his BFF back. Dak. The line is you know healthy or whatever. It's going to be better. I get that. But Zeke has looked worse every single year. They said the same thing last year, right? Oh, you know this and that. I'm not holding out. I'm ready to go and. You know, we saw kind of both sides. Like, he doesn't look as talented and quick as he was when he first came in the league, younger Zeke. Uh, but in the first five games, I mean, when you look at the fantasy points, though, it was there. Uh, and then after the first five games, it was 
I mean, he disappeared. I remember, Solly, we were talking about in the throne week. Do we start Ezekiel Elliott week 15 <laughs> or week 16? It was like a real combo or whatever it was. It was it was crunch time. Like, it was either playoffs yeah. or a must win. And we legitimately yeah. had a debate on whether we start Ezekiel Elliott. And I, that's the thing. I'm, I have him sick, so I'm, I'm not a Zeke. Like, I'm not saying, like, he's garbage. So don't, don't take it the wrong way. But... Not low, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just. Which one would I You're rather go with? It's, yeah, a, it's a very it's specific not an easy question. decision. Yeah, it's not an easy decision. Yeah. And yeah. so because you know yeah. we're at week fourteen, and I was the one who was like, we're starting Zeke. Like, the, like we're gonna start Zeke, and it's it's a league where we all vote on basically. So. If you're asking, do we start Zeke? That's a weird. I mean, it's just a weird top five pick. The next year is all you just gotta you gotta consider that. But he's lost some weight. I think I think he's rejuvenated. I think he's good. But uh, I'm going upside. I think Saquon Barkley gives you a higher chance to win. Uh, Zeke gives you a higher chance and not to lose and not to look stupid. It's it's funny because I I so in our draft yesterday we don't have to get too into it. But Tom had three. He went Henry. We had in point five. Uh, 12 man, 0.5 PPR, 12 man. Dave had four. He didn't know if he was going Zeke or Kamara. I really wanted him to go Zeke secretly. And then at five, I took Zeke. Uh, as you know, I'm not the highest on Barkley this year. Um, Zeke, for me, was kind of a no-brainer. But, um, you know, I, I, I totally get the upside with, with Barkley, obviously. I just, I mean, you, you, you named a bunch of good reasons for Zeke as well, obviously. You're not a hater of him at all. Like, I think the improved line... I think they'll be in closer games, more running. He lost weight. Uh, and, like, when we had him in the throne league, those first five weeks, anyone that had Zeke, he was a stud with Dak. So, like, it, you know, it, it is predicated on Dak's health as well. So there, there is some risk there. But Zeke is if, my five. But um, if, if Dak stays yeah, healthy, I, know, that I could, should, I, I could that that definitely see the, the league winning uh, upside with even, even if Zeke is sluggish and slower, he'll still – and even if Tony Pollard steals a little bit of work, Zeke will still be good because we're looking at a top three offense, and you know, yeah, yeah. I think Tony Pollard helps him in a way because I think it'll help him stay help him stay fresh. Like Tony Pollard takes what five, six, seven carries, a couple targets a game. I think it only helps him, especially in dynasty, if you have Zeke long longevity wise. But also like with this eighteen week season, seventeen games, like it's a long season i think it helps him stay fresh like players like madison helping cook i think it's good to have that yeah for that player himself so he doesn't With get saquon this is what i'm scared 30 of. times a game i'm scared i'm scared of something good this is i'm not scared of something bad i'm scared that he's going to be like aaron Rodgers last year i'm scared that he's going to be like adrian peterson coming off the acl i'm scared that he's one of the fiercest competitors athletes ever uh, I'm scared that he has Hall of Fame talent. That he's could be my favorite running back in a long time, and that he's gonna be, he's gonna come back, and he's gonna just blow everything out the water, and people are gonna regret not drafting him. But good news, like where's he's going? Like tenth overall now, like ninth overall, which is great. He's on rare occasions falling to round two, which is, you know, which is great. I would definitely take that risk uh my main concern with saquon is actually more the the giants because they're kind of yeah they're not a great team you know if he had a better team yeah the risk is yeah. baked in at 10 at 10 11 12 the risk is baked in i'm concerned 
because like their O line is severely like pretty bad. Like I know a lot of rankings. I've seen rankings have them thirty second. Um, I've seen them be like bottom four or five ranking O line. Dave might disagree with that, but it's definitely a huge concern. And not that they don't have any talented players on the line, but um, we saw when. When he doesn't have that good line, like against the Steelers week one, like he was getting negative two, negative three yards carries. That's not going to happen every game now, of course. The Steelers' D-line was filthy. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, like the, the Giants, in a large part, the O-line, in addition to the injury, for me, that um, that's something that scares me off him personally. Um, that that the, Especially that O-line of theirs. Um, I think I think all lines are such a big part. Yeah, um, for running back, it's in obviously games. I think heavily very, correlated. So that's very my functional under, advice. Under my new thing I'm doing this year: functional advice, real advice. Right? Who I have at number five isn't um, the biggest thing in the world. What I'm saying, if you got the five, six, seven, eight pick, you might want to trade down. I think a lot of leagues allow you to trade down, trade draft picks, trade draft positions, or do whatever. I I think you trade down. You get Devontae Adams. If you yeah. don't get him, you miss out on him. You get my right wide receiver 1B, who I have just about tied with Adams, Devontae Adams. I'm a little bit lower on Tyree Kills than most. I have him at wide receiver 3. Um, but a lot, you know, that's fine too. Uh, so you're going to get a top 2, top 3 wide receiver, and you're going to pair him with a running back, which could be Saquon. It could be Antonio Gibson. It could be Najee Harris. Um, sometimes I see Nick Chubb fall on occasion. I was just there's just so many names. I'm not a big Austin Eckler guy, but for those that love him in full PPR, he could be there. There's just so many options. Aaron Jones sometimes falls to 9, 10, 11, uh, even round two on rare occasions. So there's just so many names. That's that's what I recommend doing. One wide receiver, one running back late. And if you got a top four pick, uh, definitely take one of those top four running backs. Wait, who's your wide receiver too? Diggs. 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 Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. you brought up, uh, you brought up Najee, uh, Harris, obviously him being RB one in Pittsburgh, he is going to be, you know, one of those late first round picks in a lot of cases outside of him though, who, uh, what other rookie backs are you looking at? And, uh, in like a dynasty setting too, what, uh, rookie backs are you looking at? Well, first let's address Najee Harris. I drafted <laughs> him in Instagram experts league and his ADP shot up. Actually, he's being drafted late round one, like. Just like yesterday, it just I mean, started. This is like it happened, happened in ours. Yeah. Last year. <laughs> yeah, it it literally happened yesterday. <laughs> it happened in I our league yesterday. A, well, I just well, did a recall, mock draft, and and he. What it, happened with Ceh was big. Was that uh, Damian Williams opted out? Ceh was originally going to the two three turn, and then Damian Williams, you know, the almost Super Bowl MVP. Once he opted out, yeah. Then Clyde flew up to six seven eight nine, and two were like league winner. And it's like, how is he going to be a league winner at six? Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, nothing happened with, with Najee's that thing other than he played a lot in the preseason. Yeah, nothing happened with him. There was no injuries to. I mean, they just, have no running back. They have Snell. Well, McCoy, yeah, he's just he's the guys. presumptive starter right away. You know, whereas Ceh had yeah. that. They needed that transaction to happen, but Najee was drafted yeah, you didn't know. to to be the workhorse right away. He's a three down back right away. Like he's a three exactly. down back. Like I'm, I'm guessing and he catches the ball hype. out of the backfield too. I'm guessing it's oh, hype because yeah. nothing happened and like I loved how he looked in preseason, but to a lot of people they didn't like how he looked in preseason. So 
I, I think it just got hyped up. Like they were in the Hall of Fame game, and people just they heard the name more and more, and they're just more hype. And he shot up. Uh, but I still like him. Like so, I like him more in round two, I guess. Um, I, yeah, I think I that's like the issue. It's like 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 Ceh uh, last year. Najee's got to have pretty much his best case scenario season to justify his ADP right now. And, like, CEH had a decent season last year, but he didn't justify his ADP of what it ended up being by the time the season started. Yeah, it was underwhelming. Like, 14 to 18 for me, that's a sweet spot. Like, I mean, you know, like, 14 to 15, 16, like, if I can get him there, I'm very happy. If he falls later, that's amazing value um, for me. But, you know, first round, I just feel like there's probably going to be guys like Chubb or Jones or Jonathan Taylor has been, you know, his ADP's at, like, 12. That's pretty low um you know there you know even an eckler if it's full ppr i'd you say know, 12 a lot. 12 13's okay as well because that's really literally yeah, literally yeah. one pick and if you got the 12 spot and in a rare situation i guess Najee could be there i'd rather go uh gibson aaron jones and uh, i'm not big on chubb but i do have him ranked higher i mean chubb you know so there's there's usually better options at 13 uh, 12 13 but uh yeah there should be yeah it's tough it's uh it's it's probably the toughest first round i've seen in a in a while it, unless you got like the first overall pick or second overall pick uh, what about antonio gibson i mean he's probably the guy that's rising up draft boards more than anyone or at least you know an, uh, for a guy that's been in the league um what you know what what you have him at seven in your rankings um Talk about like what is you know I guess alleviate people's concerns about a guy that hasn't really been there who's now hopping guys like Jones and Chubb and Mixon who you know all guys that are you know have established themselves in the as you know solid fantasy backs for the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm looking at my rankings. It says that I have him four to five spots higher than average, and so you're looking at him being RB eleven for most people. Now, I'm not drafting him per se seventh overall or rb7 but i like him so much and you know what i'm not gonna really alleviate anybody's worries he he has some he's unproven he has some risks but he checks off all the boxes right he's he's done it without a quarterback he's done it without any reps at running back and he didn't have any reps at running back in college and then he couldn't have any reps in really in practice or preseason last year because of the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just gotta you gotta look forward, right? You know, when you when you're boxing, you, you sometimes you want to punch and you want to throw the punch to where you think the guy's gonna go. You want to anticipate it, and that's exactly what I'm doing uh, with Gibson. Like I I like other guys. Um, so let's say Najee. I know I know Gibson's not a rookie, but. He essentially is. Uh, if you count the sna- amount of snaps he's got in his life at running back, it's probably not going to be anywhere near any of these other rookie running backs. Like, close, because he was, like, more of a wide receiver in college. And so Najee Harris, right, love him, but the O-line sucks. All right, so he's got that, right? A uh, guy like Javante Williams, I like him a lot. Um, people say he can catch balls. I I, I think he's not that good at, ca- at pass catching. He's good at pass blocking. He's I think he's a great balanced runner, uh, very similar to Kareem Hunt, except for the receptions as of now. Uh, but Javante Williams doesn't have the top end speed, that lightning fast, that home run threat. That's not like he Javante Williams is a guy who 
a, a DB can run down and reach. So mm-hmm. uh, Gibson has that. So he checks everything. Can he cat? Yeah. So I'm talking about he didn't take any reps at, uh, at, at running back, but he's a great gadget player. He's a great wide receiver. So we know he can catch. We know he's got a better O-line. Uh, we know he's got a much better offense now. They got a lot more weapons. They upgraded at quarterback. Because if you combine, let's face it, you know everyone, um, the human aspect of Alex Smith, everyone's a fan. Um, but let's just talk facts. You know, if you combine Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith, and shoot, maybe even throw in some Heineke seasoning, that probably won't equal <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's how big of an upgrade it is. All three of those quarterbacks combined is basically Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you got the upgrade at quarterback. You got way more snaps at running back. Um, He didn't get a lot of work in the past game and might not this year, but I'm anticipating he will. You know, that's something you got to be kind of hopeful of and have some faith, but I'm I'm anticipating he will. At at least it's going to improve. So with all that being said, better team, better quarterback, more reps at running back, home run threat. You know, he's got everything to be the next one, the next workhorse. And you're talking about a league winner. I think that I think that's him, right? Because Clyde Edwards-Alaire, one of the big reasons he wasn't a league winner was the goal line, or mm-hmm. at least not no buff mm-hmm. O-line to, hit, to, to, uh, to push him in. And I think Gibson has that. Gibson is a good goal line back. I mean, we could be looking at the next CMC here, the next Camara. Um, they said they want to... Um... I forgot who it said, but they said the 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 OC or whatever wants to utilize him. Like, uh, I think Kyle Allen, the third string quarterback for them, said that they're trying to use him like the Panthers used CMC, which is like obviously best case scenario. But also they have one of the best third down backs in JK in JD McKissick. So you know he's probably you know he's not going to get eighty or ninety catches this year. But to your point, there's certainly room for improvement in in the passing game and we know he was like you said a wide receiver in college so um even if he gets 20 30 more catches that's huge yeah i don't know jd um, mckissick's that good of a pat pass well, he, had, he had 80 he had 80 I, catches last I, year well so. i think alex smith is uh or something alex like that. smith made him look like that yeah definitely but i think he, i didn't mean i think he's one of the better third down pass he's definitely he's backs. definitely good but i think it's gonna and he could still be heavily involved. So that's the one thing that you got we got to take that risk. We got to take that leap of faith. And I just think that Antonio Gibson should blow it out the water and then it'll be like, "All right, let's just sprinkle in McKissick now." Cuz I think I think Gibson's going to be solid. Which brings us to another topic is like what you're talking about with Pollard is like, "Man, maybe we don't want these guys to be like super 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 workhorses with this week uh, this 18 week season." We want these guys to stay healthy and get us good, consistent fantasy points. So, yeah, maybe it's not the worst thing yeah. that Pollard's there or uh, McKissick's there. Yeah, I mean, I, I the way I envision it's kind of like maybe them like splitting third downs. And to your point, I think that's more than fine. Like, yeah, a huge. He wasn't playing any third downs, which was a sh- surprise because he was a receiver. But um, like you mentioned, Ceh before, and I just had a couple drafts yesterday, and it's. It's tough for me because I know, I know you're high. I'm so high on Ceh at that discount, that two three turn. Um, love the discount, but you know now he's got this inner ankle uh, injury. And normally, like I think of ankles as lower and higher and higher, obviously being worse. Um, and then I heard the inner is like kind of what MT had. Um, so 
I don't know how you're valuing CEH right now when there's no definitive real prognosis on him. Um, and you obviously don't want to – if you if you're a player, you know, whoever drafted MT last year, your season shot in the first round. Like if you draft CEH and he doesn't play seven, eight weeks, like your season very well could be cooked. Um, so what? how are you valuing CEH right now? Cause for me, he's a, he's a tough one because I have so many drafts right now. Um yeah, I heard today it wasn't it wasn't major, but then that could be a lie. So I just don't know yet how serious it is right now. If I had to guess, I think it's going to be just fine. I'd probably still draft him early round three. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, and so I'm just I can just tell you what I what I'll do. But uh, if your number one goal in life is to avoid the next, you know, the 2020 Mike Thomas, then I guess you're going to have to avoid CH because yeah. that also is a, an outcome. Uh, I wouldn't be totally shocked uh, if that happened. I, I think he's going to be okay, though. But the, I'm just, I'm kind of just guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing. But like, yeah, sometimes I'll take him like, you know, 2 9, 2 10, 2. Like, I don't think I'm doing that at this point. Like, like the, like the 2 9 to 2 12 range. Like, that's kind of, you know, I like guys like Dobbins. Um, you know, obviously Najee if he if he falls, but he's not. But like, I prefer someone like like Dobbins over over him with this injury news. I think it's a little bit of safer pick. Even Carson, I know Mixon is right there too in that ranking. Mixon's another one. Mixon's another one. Like Mixon, maybe a little safer even. Um, he's you know, not falling he's either, always... guys, because this is what happened. This is what happened. Cam Akers got hurt. Um, now Clyde Edwards Alaire's hurt a little bit. Like all the yeah, and it just it didn't everyone just didn't go up a spot. Everyone went into full RB panic mode. And if you guys play half PPR, which I usually play full PPR, half PPR yeah, running backs are going even faster. So uh yeah, show me show me a draft for Mixon and your draft the mix is gonna go two tet because uh get me in okay, that late what, what did I take? I took Mixon second round two out, nine. Um, yeah, two, two nine. Yeah, two nine. I had I had the choice of base mix and C E H. Mix and C E H were on the board for me, and that's well, hey hey. I guess it happens when people do reach on Josh Jacobs. I guess yeah yeah. Josh yeah. Jacobs went two six. So I guess it happens, yeah. man. Yeah. Wow, that's where that's where Mixon wouldn't have. But yeah, don't you remember a couch? Do you remember like it was like maybe two three months ago, early mocks. Mixon's going like three one, three two. Like this is sweet. Everyone's like, we're like, dude, this sixty percent off right now. A discount aisle. Like you're taking this. You're taking him in the third round. I don't care. A hundred percent of the time, people are emotional. They get burned by him. They don't want to see him. I'll take him in the third round. And then you see him. He gets taken now at this point. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteenth. It's crazy. And that point, it's. I don't. Yeah, I don't even understand. He's not worth it for me. I don't know. I. I know, but he crept up even before the Acres news, and then that Acres news pushed him even further to like that, you know, almost that Najee range. And for me, that's way too sweet for Mixon. But like where Dave got him at two nine, no problems with that. If Ceh is fully healthy, I'd probably go Ceh. But being that we, you know, Ceh is a little bit of a dark cloud, we don't know. Uh, I think Mixon's the right pick there. Yeah, I mean that was literally my. My, my turning point. Well, I was leaning Ceh, and then with the injury news, that was yeah. That's what changed it. Well, I like um, Mixon more than Ceh, but I mean that's a good, that's a fine debate. Uh, so well, yeah, I mean remember the five the five touchdowns taken away by penalty. That's a very large number. Um, I'm also wondering if if Burrow's injury has him a little antsy to get the ball out quick this year, especially early on. 
you know, he doesn't want to get hit, avoiding that pressure with the coming off the ACL. He might be they might be calling a lot of a lot of dump offs and, and quick quick out routes for him. You know, so, and he's not behind the best line. I I like I like Mixon. But he, look, here's the thing. So I um I saw a tournament, a pre pre draft best ball tournament. So that means that uh it's before the NFL draft. So it's the format is ten team snake best ball. And I got Mixon late round three and I got him in round four. So round a lot of time round four in the ten team best ball before the NFL Damn. draft. And, and that's how much he rose. People up. fade him, yeah. Now now he's too and man, high. That's and so you're saying that's before guys like that's before Najee was even in the picture. But you could in this turn you could still draft Najee, but it just ah, says like to you just be didn't determined. know where he was going. Yeah, Najee was actually going round three in a ten team best ball. Like he was going way ahead. No wow. one knew what team wow. was going to take him. Although I feel like there was heavy rumors of him going to the Steelers for months, and it just like happened exactly. Yeah, oh yeah, that was the like ninety percent of people were pretty confident he's going to Steelers. Yeah, but right. I was just throwing like there was like like Miles Gaskin was going like round seven, round nine, like. People, because they thought the Dolphins would draft him anyway. Like, I'm yeah, just saying, they thought they would get round someone. four. If... Round four, though, Joe makes it in ten team. Like, that's just nuts. And now he's that's going criminal. like close to round one. It's just so weird. Gaskin's a guy too that I I feel like is being a little undervalued. I mean, he's legitimate starter, and he's going. I mean, he I think ESPN has him ranked in the high sixties or low seventies, something like that. With round like six or seven, he's going five. Yeah. Five or he's six, falling. maybe I don't know, but it, I well, feel you like know you know he's, he's falling, right? Yeah, so so I know that he's getting less reps in in uh, in you know games and practices, but I've been following beat writers for the Dolphins, and they're all saying like, don't read into this at all. Like this is Gaskin's team; he's still the workhorse for this team. Don't like don't take this into account. This isn't this isn't indicative of anything that's going to happen in the regular season. Yeah, although I do respect. And what everyone's like, what's going on, what everyone's saying, and it could be a committee. I fully don't believe that. I think it is Gaskin's backfield. Now, look, if you go robust RB, you know, if you're a caveman and you draft three running backs in a row nowadays, um, Gaskin is not for you. Like, what are you going to do with what are you going to do with that? <laughs> what are you going to do with five running no. backs? Okay, Gaskin is <laughs> not for you. If you're a cool guy like me, it might get a wide receiver, maybe even a top three tight end, maybe spice it up a little bit. Or if you're beyond me and you, you're a Mahomes guy, oh, my God, God forbid. You're going for him <laughs> in early round three. Gaskin is perfect for you. So I got a strategy called RB Light. RB Zero Light. Different. I like this. I like this one. Yeah, different like names for this. About. Yeah, so you draft you draft your stud running back. So, you know, you got CMC, whoever, in, in the first two rounds. You draft one. And then you wait a bit, and then you get, and then you end up with a guy like Gaskin in round five, six, or yeah, I mean even seven, I guess sometimes. Round seven, it could be your RB two, your RB three, and that's pretty good because Gaskin more than likely is going to be my RB three, even if I'm not, I'm not going robust, right? Because I'm gonna get, um, let's say I get Zeke round one. Um, then way later I can get a guy like Montgomery, Chris Carson, um, even Mike Davis, uh, Josh, everyone hates Josh Jacobs, but I mean, if he's there in round five, somehow you get Josh Jacobs, that's fine. Like uh, if he's falling, he's much. another guy getting faded a little too hard. Sometimes Jacobs. Yeah. In the fifth round. I'm guilty. I've, I've seen him in the six. I've seen him in the six. That's crazy. But no one. 
No one likes Josh Jacobs after he said "f your fantasy team." Exactly what I was gonna. That's what. That's the. Yeah. That's one of just, the reasons. And he why. disappointed his ADP, not terribly, but he disappointed. You know, everyone is like "f this guy," but after a certain point, I feel similarly about Melvin Gordon. When I see Melvin Gordon in round nine. Like, thank you very much. I'll take Melvin Gordon in round nine. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, like, I got Melvin like, Gordon in round twelve in the IG experts league. Oh Jeez. my god! That's, that's <laughs> something, like, something like that. Like, Eleven or twelve? About, yeah, like crazy. I forgot. I forgot. I grabbed stat, him in nine last like, night. I grabbed well, him in three flex, last night. So, yeah. so nine is basically oh, okay. the same, same yeah. exact as eleven. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he. So that's more like nine, but or ten, but yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say we took Gaskin a little earlier in the throne league. I think we took him late fourth round, but this is when none of the reports of a committee or anything and. Running backs fly in the throne league. Like they, they, it's a different league where, I don't know for some reason they just they disrespect quarterbacks and they really value. Running yeah, backs. it's so a like different they're, type they're, of league. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, ETN like, went like, like what four point oh three. I mean, it was really Javante Williams or Miles Gaskin for us at the four five. 4.11, 5.02 turn. And then Mike Davis was like on the outside looking in. Probably not. Yeah, I just I'd feel rather, like Gaskin I'd has such a bet. He's got a better situation. You know, if you're going to believe the beat writer, the Dolphins beat writers, I just, the guys that he's going well, around, he just has a better situation. And he was great last year. Well, definitely. I just don't yeah, understand like, why, you know. Yeah. I'm I mean, just not was, seeing he why he's he's in that crew. His snap, his snap percentages were 70. He had some of the highest snap counts out of any running back. So you figure same head coach, the new OC, but still like, you know, Malcolm Brown isn't good. But the thing with Malcolm Brown is he's a pest because he's like, he doesn't do anything very good, but he does things well enough to warrant time on the field. Like he's like a decent pass blocker. He's a, he's decent at the goal line. He's just decent. He's a good enough to be a pest. And I think Ahmed's a solid running back. I think if you have a late flyer, I think he's a fine flyer, but um, I still think Gaskin's more talented, but like, you know, it, it, maybe he doesn't get the workload we thought, but, you know, if you get him in round six, that's a steal. If you get him late round five, like, that's a, you know, that's definitely another great, great value pick there. Um, you know, you know, I think, but like him and Javante at this point, um, you know, I probably would lean Javante now, but Javante is like such a, he's got that sex appeal. Because, uh, you know, people want to call them league winners, Javante, Sermon, and, you know, maybe they can be, but it's just they they take they take a little time to develop these rookie backs. And none of them really have a clear path to a starter role necessarily. You know, like Couch, we, we talk we start kind of touch on it a bit with not when we start to talk about Najee, but you have that second group of rookie backs with uh, with Javante, Michael Carter, um, Trey Sermon, and uh, Etienne. Uh, where like where do you, who do you think has the best chance to kind of make their way to a legitimate fantasy contributor every week whether that's be a starter or you know Etienne getting legitimate passing work every week you know where who where you rank those guys and where you know where you going and why you know this is this is a weird one because in my home league the couch league I I reach for Etienne and I know he's going round four (laughs) but I got him round four just because like I had my big plan which actually worked out you know, I was a let me attack running backs nice and early. But I think round four for ETN is really not that good. Um, that's why I only did it one time. 
And, uh, you know, thankfully it worked out for me because I, I got Javante Williams next round. I got Michael Carter in round seven. Um, but it, it's going to be really tough because James Robinson was one of the best running backs last year. I like Javante Williams. I draft him in round five. You know, be, he'd be much better in round six. I think he's going to win that starting job. I still think Melvin Gordon's not going away or anything. Uh, I think Javante Williams is a perfect fit. So there's really not a clear answer for this. It's, it's, each one's a different situation. Now, the one with the most upside to me is going to be Trey Sermon. It also has the lowest floor because we're, you know, everyone's expecting Mostert to get hurt. And uh, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they went out their way to get Trey Sermon. I think he's going to be the man. I think he's going to do a lot of work. He could be a league winner. But you just gotta know that that's a roster space. Like you gotta you gotta understand the risk as well. And now that he's going in round seven, sometimes that's a lot of risk. Um, I think if you're in a league with a lot of Niner fans, expect that man to go like six or seven. Uh, but if you're in a league who they don't really like the Niners or they just don't, you know, there's no hype around them, you get Trey Sermon in round nine. Um, I absolutely love it. I think that's where he needs to be going round eight, nine, ten. If you can. Uh, hopefully get him there. My favorite unless you're is Smitty. Michael Carter. Unless you're Smitty, take him in round five. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't even. Yeah, I can't. I can never get Trey Sermon because I'm with uh, every league I'm in. It has either Smitty you got Niners or a fans. Niner yeah. fan or both. <laughs> so I was like, I can't. Wait, Smitty's not even a Niner fan, right? No, he's a Cardinals fan that hops on a Niner like podcast and talks. Oh, that's about what them. it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is because he always. He always loves these guys like Lance and Sermon and I, I like Ayuk and yeah he loves them um, all but you know he's a Cardinals fan but yeah I got I got Sermon no I didn't get I got Javante in round five of a keeper yesterday I was thrilled um I don't, I don't you can keep players in round four and on I got I got Javante like mid round five that's I think a beautiful people forgot pick. about him yeah I think people forgot I think about so him too I mean like like I think like for Dynasty I think. Like, Javante could easily be, because this is Melvin Gordon's last year. I don't know if you agree. I think, like, he could be in, like, a Gibson um, a Gibson or uh, Jonathan Taylor type. I think he's a top 8 or 12 back next year with no Gordon. I would I would, I Maybe. Think that's See, he doesn't well. have that home. I, I never loved him as a prospect. I think he's a really good back, and that's about it. I just think he's going to be a perfect fit on the Broncos. I think. But what if he's a three-down back, though? Yeah, I mean, just it, by like. default. Yeah, I just I don't think he's gonna be like I don't think he has the upside to be like a top five running back, which is really what I like next year. You know, when without Melvin Gordon, um, but I you know I have Javante ranked higher, much higher than the consensus and ADP. So it's like you know I'm definitely not yeah. hating on him. Like I'm I guess I'm one of the uh, Smitty actually showed me a screenshot. He's like you're like the fourth highest on Javante Williams. I was like, get this crap out of my face. He because he's he's number one highest on. He has him ranked at RB eight, like something crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, because that means you have him higher than guys like Chubb. That means Melvin like Gordon Jones. died, and we just don't. Know. Yeah, because like what? Yeah, because like Melvin Gordon to me, he like he's a goal line back. He's a good third down back. Um, and you know he's obviously someone that's gonna warrant carry. So like. There's no real world unless he like dies, unless yeah. that he's not going to be a part of that offense. Ten to twelve touches minimum a game, so it's tough to it's tough to sell me on Javante as a top ten to twelve back with a healthy Gordon. My, Michael Carter is probably my favorite rookie. 
We love us some Michael Carter. Because you can get him super late. He's going to be good in, in you know, half PPR and full PPR. He's going to get his carries. He's going to get a lot of uh, targets. Uh, now, here's a prospect that I actually like. Main knock with him is probably not going to get a ton of carries, not no workhorse amount of carries, and that he's a little bit undersized. Um, other than that, man, I, I've I've always loved Michael Carter. When I watched the film, I, I think he's going to be great. I think he has a direct pass to be the RB one there uh, for the Jets. I don't know all this new. What do you what do you got? What is going on with this Ty Johnson talk? What's going on? People starting to draft him well, now. Yeah, well, I mean, like. So Ty Johnson right now and Coleman are the one two, and I think that's best case for people that like um, people that like uh, want to take Carter. I mean, you're just gonna get him at a, a better discount. Um, I like Coleman, and I think Ty Johnson. There, I think any running back for the Jets is gonna have success running behind that left side with with uh, Becton and AVT, like the guy we, we traded up for Elijah Vera Tucker. We have a really saw, and we got Morgan Moses. Um, so, like, it, it's going to be more of a committee to start, to start the year, I think. Um, and what happens to running backs? Players get hurt. Like, Coleman often gets hurt. Um, Ty Johnson, you know, he's not as talented as – like, we know what Ty Johnson is. He's not – he was cut from the lines, I'm pretty sure. He's no, he's no elite talent. So, I, I just really think Carter's – at minimum, Carter's going to carve out a third down role for him with a little scat back. Um, at minimum, if he if he doesn't overtake these guys or injuries don't happen, um, that's where I think it's just betting on the talent behind uh, behind a really good line. That's why I also don't like feel like oh he's on the Jets don't take him like the Jets are this isn't Adam Gase's Jets this is we got Elijah Moore we got uh, we got Corey Davis we got we have some we have Wilson we have some talent uh, we have an, and and and. Like the imp- mo- probably the most improved O line in football, honestly. Like we have, we have a we. Uh, it was probably at bottom three or four line. It's probably at least average now. It's, so. it's all about value, and so what's the worst? Okay, you can laugh at the Jets. What's the worst team in the Eighth league? Round pick the Texans. Yeah. So you know the first Texan going off the board. That's like round eight, nine, right? So sometimes seven. So it was like you, you guys are drafting Texans players at positions that's like. Brandon Cooks earlier. Brandon Cooks. You know what yeah. means Brandon Cooks. Brandon works. Cooks they're is not a league league winner. He's a he's a wide receiver that you're gonna start and he's gonna give you ten point one points. Like he's gonna be okay, but like he's not gonna win you a league a, a position that's valuable that people is actually you're, gonna. You're, you're drafting yeah. Cooks with a quarterback of Tyrod Taylor, who's never. It's like, like the worst. A, like the worst quarterback. He's like Mike. He's probably the worst starter. It's like Mike Glennon with a short neck, a, a faster Mike Glennon. <laughs> <laughs> like what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do like, with that? Short, yeah. <laughs> like what are you gonna do with that? Like nothing. Like so at where where Brandon Cooks is going, you can get Michael Carter, who's a running back that's good in PPR formats that people are gonna want to trade. Like it's a valuable piece. Brandon Cooks is not a valuable piece. You can't trade him. You you know you're forced to start him, and you don't want to start a Texans wide receiver. Trust me. And so, yeah, I, I just I love Michael Carter, great glue guy, especially great if you're doing RB zero light or really any strategy to get Michael Carter as your RB uh, four, something like that. Wow, I I love him. I'm targeting him pretty much in all my drafts. Yeah, give me some Michael Carter. Um, so I guess we've been doing a lot of running back talk. I mean, I guess time talk over the wide receivers. Um. A lot of rookie wideouts again this year, similar to last year. 
a lot of guys that could make an impact. You know, there's you got your your top guys um, like you know Waddle and um, and Chase and the and Devonta Smith, but then you have later guys like Bateman and and Terrace Marshall that could also make an impact. Where where do you stand on on rookie wideouts? Who's going to be the J- Justin Jefferson of this year? Uh, the DK Metcalf of a couple of years ago. Do you do you see anyone having a real breakout situation yeah, like that? I do. Uh, so let's just set it up functional advice. This will be really quick. So basically, with wide receivers, they're super deep. Everyone's playing most mostly vast majority is playing three wide receivers minimum. So three wide receivers or three wide receivers one flex. You want to look at that. You know, it's a big difference if you have to start two wide receivers or you have to start three. That's going to be the big scoring difference. So after you draft. Uh, two good wide receivers or one great wide receiver. So, you know, if you draft a, a Diggs or a Ridley or if you draft um, McLaurin or A-Rob, after that, it's all about just, just be smart. You don't have to go get any more wide receivers after you got one or two good ones. Like, you can wait a long, long time. And one of the guys I like to draft when I wait is Antonio Brown or Devontae Smith, rookie so i want to give more options there but they're going around the same spot and Devonte smith i think he's going to have at least 1100 yards and he's just he's going to be the man there for the eagles he gets a lot of hate because he's skinny but i haven't seen anything to indicate that his slenderness is going to slow him down or that he's going to get bullied like i just don't see it i see an amazing wide receiver and I see Jalen Hurts improving because uh, he was just really thrown into the fire. Like, they did a tank move that last week. He only played, like, what, four and a half games or something. Um, so he can't get much worse, I don't think. And then you have that, I guess, that small, small, small chance that Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended or anything. And he gets traded to the Eagles on top. Of, now, don't draft Devontae Smith based on me saying that. I'm just saying there's that slight chance that Deshaun Watson, a top five quarterback, could possibly be his quarterback um but man that's that's my favorite one like i don't i never draft jamar chase and redraft i think Devonte smith's better i'd rather just get t higgins um and now but, but now reports have come out so now i'm it's looking like i'm saying that because of the reports i've always done that i, I don't have any stock in jamar chase if you want him in dynasty that's fine but i've you know proofs in the yeah, pudding I, I never did either yeah i, I filmed all He's, my drafts so i've never taken t jamar higgins chase. is the value to me t yeah higgins, yeah even t higgins, boyd like going later it, i think what it is is people see what jefferson did but the thing is people are getting jefferson around 10 11 12 13 they've drafted him in our league in probably like round 11 last year yeah. um Jamar Chase is going in the fourth and fifth round. He needs to have a near best case scenario to return that ADP. He's dropping balls left and right. People see he's from LSU, like uh, like you know Jefferson. Um, but I mean, people you got to remember Jamar Chase. I think he may have a strong finish to his uh, to his 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 rookie year. It's a little too but late. He didn't, play fo- yeah. he didn't play football last year. Like that's significant. He's um, having a rough camp too. I mean, yeah, dropping left I mean, and right. Can you blame I him? I haven't he heard a good thing out of, out of Bengals camp about him yet. Yeah, he's... he literally hasn't played football in a year and a half. Like, what, I mean, you know, he's going to struggle. But, like, you know, I mean, you know, if he does really bad, maybe you trade for him, trade buy low on him and, or something like that. And I think he could have a strong year. But, the, you know, fourth, I see people taking him 4-7, 4-8 over guys like, 
you know, in the Woods area, Deontay Johnson, Ayuk area. Give me those guys all day for me personally over Jamar He's, Chase. He, go, he goes before Amari Cooper sometimes, who I don't like. Oh, His that's ceiling, ridiculous. Cooper's ceiling's capped, but he's still – but that's the thing is Cooper's floor is pretty good. He's still on a Cooper's fire still, offense. I mean, he's so solid. Year to year, yeah. he's always like wide receiver 10 to 13. And it's like if you're getting that in the late – if you're getting that in the fourth round, like – Oh, I'm talking fifth up, round. Like, yeah, some people have him in the fifth. Sometimes he falls to the fifth round. No, I, I, if yeah. if Cooper, I, if Cooper's in the fifth round, he's an automatic take for me. He's an automatic take for me. Well, say, I mean, um, same thing. I, Julio, same exact thing. So Julio's going yeah, fifth Julio round, too. and I don't know who I'd rather have. Who would you rather have, well, Julio or Cooper? I have Julio ahead of Cooper, but I mean, it's really, it's fine. You know, Cooper's younger, so I guess a little bit more durable. You would say so. I'm not, you know, that's that's my functional advice, man. Like, it doesn't really, like, get yourself one great wide receiver or one or two good ones in the beginning of the draft. Um, and, then you, and then it don't really matter. Like, all these guys are going to be drafting Jamar Chase at 4.12 and all this crazy nonsense. Like, you don't have to do that. Um, I got Devontae Smith and Antonio Brown in, uh, I think, round 9 and 10 in Superflex. I mean, that's just insane. Like, because people, you got to zig when they zag. And I see a lot of people going for wide receivers in rounds uh, four and five and six. Like, they're just going wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. That's when you got to kind of look at other positions. Okay, maybe I go Hawkinson. You know, maybe I even go Mark Andrews, who might be falling. Maybe I go quarterback. Yeah, because if wide receivers are going, that means there's value at other spots. Exactly. Don't just dive into that, oh, I need my wide receiver two. I need my wide receiver three. Why the hell do you need a wide receiver three? Explain that to me in the the early mid-rounds. Why do you need a wide receiver? You never do. Hey, you don't. Yeah, you can find tons of guys. You can find oh. AB. You can find Devontae. I got Jacoby Myers can... in round fourteen. Like, I love. He's not, I mean, Myers. he's not even yeah. that great. But I'm. T- but that's that's also not my wide receiver three. He's my wide receiver and you seven. Just take, like, you take multiple. You take multiple darts. Like, yeah. I, like I have like a lot of Brian Edwards shares. I have. I've loved Callaway. You you probably know that before the reports even like Callaway's. You see the catch he made tonight. Like he has Callaway's two touchdowns tonight. Yeah, he's going nuts. Callaway's gonna. Ex- Callaway is going to explode this year. I think he's going to be a thousand yard receiver personally. I know it's very high. Um, I'm so high on Callaway, and I was before the reports came out, which sucks for his ADP. But um, you know, like like you could just throw darts like that. You get like you know whoever you like, whoever you like. If you like Michael Pittman, we, we if you took like a dart on Brian AD. Edwards. I mean, that's a. I don't even have faith in that, but I like. You just got to keep throwing. One of my best teams. Wait, that- we- we did take we, – we, you're talking about the throne league? No, we took him in that – we did a draft together. We took Brian Edwards. Oh, we did. I we think. did. Yeah. We did. We did take Brian Who I don't Edwards. even like, but that's yeah. what you got to do. You got to – like maybe he is yeah. the wide receiver one on the Raiders. It's a realistic shot. Yeah, like those deep running backs, those those, those running backs don't have – they're not as easy to pop. They need an in, they need a much – they need a much more significant injury. Like I like Chuba Hubbard, but he needs CMC to go down to have actual value. Yeah. But a lot of these guys – Tyrell Williams, Jacoby Myers, these guys, they can just ball out and produce. They don't need a significant injury. Um, Cole Cole Beasley's like, another one who Twitter hates, and he might get cut. He might um, he might I don't know retire, whatever. Like you know, and, and he's Twitter's just trashing him right now. He's all guy, Cole Beasley has ever done was produce. And then yeah, career. but if he it's does play. Like, I don't need to like Cole Beasley's haircut. I don't care. I'm trying to win. So, if he plays, I think he's going to yeah. be great. If he doesn't, I uh, wasted a round 13 pick. Like, what's, 
My my one of my best teams. The first time I finally won my home league, I drafted Laquan Treadwell, but <laughs> that was the best because I dropped him right away. It didn't even yeah. it didn't like I didn't it didn't even slow me down a second. It didn't even put me back a millimeter. Yeah, half in the your race. picks are gonna miss. Half exactly. Gonna miss. So like, I got Laquan want... Treadwell. Who cares? I dropped him. I picked up another wide receiver. I forgot who you it was, but that you can he drop. killed me. Yeah, Definitely players that you can drop like um. Like if you draft a player like Philip Lindsay last year in round third, like twelve, like Philip Lindsay, guys like that, like they're kind of tough to drop because they're like good enough, they're getting playing time, but they're just not gonna pop. So like those guys, like Larry Fitzgeralds in years past, like they're good enough to be on your team, but you're not gonna want to drop them. It, like those guys, they don't really give the upside. So it's like why draft them then? What are we talking about? So, <laughs> rookie wide receiver. Um... Who else we got? Yeah, it's um, off the rails. Elijah Moore. Like I, I, Elijah Moore's oh, going everywhere, though. He's looked great. He's looked great. Yeah. I love Elijah Moore. Look, round 10, I'll, I'll hit the draft button on uh, Elijah Moore because talent is going to probably win out. I mean, that guy is just uh, just amazing. What about – What do you think of Bateman? Bateman. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not – I don't, I don't want to – you know, when my wide receivers have that Baltimore Ravens flavor, I don't know. I might pass. I don't know if you want. To, I, I, I don't know if you want to dip like into round, that pool too many times. Ray. What about round eleven in, in a keeper league? Yeah, I mean Bateman's talented. He's a good overall. He's like a Javante Williams for the wide receivers. You know, good fit. I'm a little higher on him. But yeah, I, but I, he's I, not I agree bad. that the, it's not an ideal spot for him because. Lamar is not as Andrews there. There's there's a you know multiple running backs. Lamar running quarterbacks. So. Honestly, round eleven definitely... not too bad. I think round ten is kind of bad. Like I feel like I feel like round a nine. Keeper league though. Yeah, even in a even in a keeper league. I, I understand you wanted to throw your dart and you're like, okay, if I keep this guy, you know, it's gonna it's gonna send me. I just I rather avoid yeah, I... the the Ravens and there is a there is a great path to Bateman's success. It's just that a lot yeah. of a lot of things have to happen, you know. Starting off, with they first have yeah, to pass, I, I and, you know. All there's just a lot of a lot of things. It was a definitely a, a a future pick. Like I took him at eleven. I took Terrace Marshall in round thirteen as another potential. I keeper. like Terrace and Fryer, Marshall. And then Fryer Muth in sixteen. Like I, those were my late. Yeah, round see, I'm like I like those a little better. Yeah. Fryer yeah, Muth I guess was a great pick. I love Fryer Muth. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a great pick. I was like, this is baby Gronk in round 16. The thing is, a lot of people don't know who Fryer Muth is, like, unless you're, yeah. like, a big fantasy guy. Like, a lot of people don't really know because you're like, oh, you have Ebron there, but Ebron doesn't really, you know, do this thing called catch the ball. So He's about, he's about to pass Ebron on the depth chart in about three and a half seconds. He's, he's a tight going. end that doesn't. I mean, he's like a he's like a tight end. I don't think gets enough enough love, really. Bro, he's um, looking hot fire. I love Fryer Moth. He's even worth in a deep in a deep redraft. He's worth a flyer. So talking on tight ends, where um, where where's that drop off of? You know, you obviously you have Kittle. I mean, uh, Kelsey Waller and Kittle. Wait, how how long how long are you waiting after those guys go, and how long how early are you willing to take those guys? Well, you know, if we're talking a snake format, there's really no. You can really go wherever you want, you know, wherever you think. Um, if you see Pitts and Hawkinson going, maybe you want to queue up Mark Andrews, or you see. 
Pitts and Andrews going. Maybe you want to queue up Hawkinson. That's really up to you. I don't think it makes a big difference if it's late round four or if it's early round six. Um, you're gonna have to just do a lot of mock drafts and see what's up. Because if you do that, you got you have to know how. We, it's all about what comes next, and and what you have mm-hmm. and how you make it work. So the best example was my my home league draft. I started out three good picks: Saquon, Saquon risky, Saquon, and then Ridley, and then Waller. So that's a good three star. And then I went ETN. Now my team's looking like crap because it's like, oh god, you got ETN, or are you gonna like? what's going on here but i kind of dug myself out of that hole so it doesn't just you know the draft just doesn't and if you take the one of these tier two tight ends in round four Pitts, hawkinson mandras the draft doesn't stop there never hit the panic button you know round four is a little early for them round five is where you want to take that next tier um as you got to understand after that you're totally playing tight end roulette like i have goddard as my tight end seven there's a very, very realistic chance that Zach Ertz outscores Goddard. Like, that can definitely happen. So right then and there, like, that would totally ruin my tight end rankings. It'd tear him to shreds. I got Noah Fan as tight end eight. And he's talented, has upside, but quarterback play is not really there. And he's there's a ton of targets going everywhere. Um, so that tight end roulette is a risky game. You're going to have to play if you don't draft the top six tight end there there really is no clear-cut way to rank these tight ends after after six um i guess evan ingram yeah. is probably one of my favorite late round sleepers because um he's another guy he's kind of like a josh jacobs right because he had a lot of drops um he's still going to be the pass catching tight end there um i think he's a guy that we all kind of hate but when he's going in round mid round 14 or something it's like what well, he's like 92 percent off the price from last year i think at some point it's worth it he's also going to be your tight end too he, you know just as long as your bye weeks don't match up with your first tight end i think i think that's a i think that's a great pick um maybe even zach Ertz. i don't know i don't have zach Ertz ranked higher or anything but it's like man it's a dark cold commit um, what about like uh i like uh Troutman is a tough one. That he saw he got hurt. He just got carded off, and yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was going to block uh, a lot more. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's what they were saying anyway. But a guy I like is um, Gerald Everett because whoever the tight end for the Seahawks is always seems to produce. Whether it's Hollister or it's Disley, like these big fat white guys. Oh, like, I saw they brought Luke Wilson in again today for a visit. Yeah, here's the, yeah, it, like Luke Wilson's been around forever. Like it could be like, a committee, I, I, bro. You, it could. Luke Wilson's obviously a death, but it could be a committee. You don't you don't think Everett's talent's gonna win out though over like you know those I other do, guys? but I also heavily respect the other outcome, which is like Everett might not work yeah. out. And that's why he's Everett goes in around fourteen, whatever. But there's a, uh, almost every draft there is a Everett truther though that I'm in. You know, so we're in drafts with yeah, Bob. I, I got him or, in 15, so. That's great. Yeah, no, that's, that's – like, I like yeah. him. Don't get me wrong. I have him ranked. Uh, but someone takes him before you, like a sermon thing. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. So I have him as tight end 17. I have Ingram as tight end 16. Um, like, I like Everett. So I have him ranked um, two spots ahead of the consensus, seven spots ahead of ADP. So, like, I do like him, but 
you know, also know that, you know, when's the last time I drafted a Seahawks tight end and he was good? I guess Jimmy Graham when he got bailed out with touchdowns. So mm-hmm. it's tough. You know, same thing with Packers tight ends. Like, I, I appreciate that Tanyan could blow up this year. I also know when's the last time I drafted a Packers tight end and he did well. Never met Jermichael Finley in the Freeman. playoff challenge. Yeah. In the playoff Michael challenge, Finley, yeah. though. Because <laughs> when you didn't know he drafted him in regular season, he, did, he disappointed again. Like it's, yeah, he had that one good year, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, barely. Like I, I know in the real playoffs, like I think he did really good. I, I don't think he. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 tight end roulette. It's a scary game to play. Okay, here's my okay functional advice here. If you don't draft a top six tight end, as long as your league, you can do this in your league. Like if you're in a league with five bench spots, don't. If you can, try to draft three tight ends. So like Irv Smith. Um, Gronk, yeah. Ingram, Everett, um, Anthony Ferkser. That's the one that, you know, people, I'm going to hear that sitcom laugh track right now when I mention his name. Look, I don't care. Anthony Ferkser could be a decent <laughs> tight end three for your squad. Um, Pat Fryer Muth, that could be one. Dan Arnold, you know, I'm talking about tight end threes now, right? So mm-hmm. um, if you don't get a top six tight end, that's Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Pitts, Hawkinson, Andrews. If you don't get one of those top six, consider if your league permits it, drafting three tight ends. Odds are only one will hit. That's all you need is one, though. Yeah, oh, that's no, that's need. great. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. if you draft two, odds are, you know, you only got, a, like, a 66% chance one's going to hit. Exactly. So give, me, give me that 99% chance. Um, Moving on to, to quarterbacks, I guess. What uh, You know, everyone likes to wait on quarterbacks, but, you know, this year you have the, the low-hanging fruit of Mahomes and Allen. What's the, what's the earliest you're comfortable pulling the trigger on one of those guys, and how does that shape your draft if you do that? If you pull the trigger in round three or round four on on one of those guys? Yeah, I'm never an early quarterback guy, but uh, 3.07, I see a guy take him there, and that would that's got to be like the absolute earliest. I think like right there, 3.06, maybe 3.07. I'd say that's the absolute earliest, and nothing wrong with that. If you're reading the board right, um, you might be, you know, and you already got two picks, you might be able to dig your way out of that small hole. As long as you don't, now, if you drafted Mahomes and a tight end in the first three rounds, you won't be able to dig yourself out of that hole in a 12 team. It won't, you never do that. Never go Mm -hmm. tight end and quarterback early. Um, But if you're in. Like super super flex tight end premium, or you're in a ten team league or an eight team league. Go ahead and dig that hole, man, because you can you can dig your way out of in an eight team league easily. You got Mahomes, you got Kelsey. Just give me Mahomes and Kelsey. I don't even care. Like I'll just go in and draft yeah. random because it's an eight team league. You know you're gonna you know you're gonna find value. You know you're gonna be stacked. Who cares like what your wide receiver four is in an eight team league, like. That's equivalent to like the third waiver pickup in a twelve team league. Like you don't even like you could find like so many dudes on waivers. Like all you all you need is positional advantage. So in a normal league, twelve team redraft, I'd say three point oh six is the earliest. Me, myself, I would have to probably wait till like three point ten, three point just I'm not an early QB guy. Whoever whoever usually takes the first quarterback loses. Actually, say every time. Every work? time. When every time they lose. When does it? Never. Yeah. It never has work? worked. I did it. 
I did it once last year and an absolutely fluid. Yeah, race. I did in the I Patreon did, tournament. I, I got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah 3.01. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, so for the Patreon, I'm like the 96 team Patreon that he does. It's eight 12 man leagues. Um, and then they come together. And I, and I got my homes at like 3 0. Let's just go for it since it's 96 teams. What do I have to lose? And. Yeah, I mean, I like the tight end positional advantage. What? What did you say? I said it didn't work out so well. No, it didn't work. Like the tight end positional advantage always for me. Like if you got whether it's like Wall, like especially those three Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey. I mean, it's so much more significant, and I think they have you know a a much better chance of of hitting. Like Kelsey's always going to hit really. Um, Very confident Waller. Kittle is the injuries, but um, you know like. I don't know, like Lamar and Lamar, you know, Lamar went late in our draft last night. He was like round five. Like that's, that's fine. Here's a dope hack I've been, I've been hearing. So this is bringing some excitement into the, the one QB league. So people are drafting Trey Lance a lot. Now you can get Trey Lance round 10 or later. And all you got to do is pair him up with someone who's going to be playing the first few weeks. So even Cam, Cam Noonan, uh, Kirk Cousins, Big Ben, something, anybody, um, or even you could go with Justin Fields, right? I think Trey Lance is is on a better team, so I like him better. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, even, you know, so that's a cool hack for a one QB league, and even um, in a super flex league, you can go with Jimmy G and Lance. You know, that's a cool combo because you'll always have the starting quarterback mm-hmm. for the Niners, and if if Jimmy G gets traded, you could possibly have two starting quarterbacks, and that would just yeah. We crush did that it. in our we did that in our one draft together. We we got we got Mitchell, we got Jimmy and Trey. I I love and then we have a uh, Dak, I think, and so we have Dak, yeah. And, and I love that. I even I, I scooped I, I two and I skipped up Minshew because you know to have the starting know, quarterback for the Niners at a decent value. Like, because we got Lance yeah, we, one pick we, after Baker Mayfield, and so I don't know how he fell to us. He felt we fell to us at like what was it like the fifth round, or was it the what, maybe it was in the fifth round? Was it like I don't know. It's it was, a it was, it's a special way, league though. They got a we got a it's an NFL yeah, it a scoring weird, league where the quarterbacks are actually qu- quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a, it was a super weird league, but um, the kid that loved. Uh, Trey Lance more than everyone took Baker over him, and it was just Baker, the most Mayfield, thing. yeah, and and uh, we got Jimmy G for free, and so we yeah we got the starting quarterback for the Niners. We have Dak Prescott. Last night someone took Baker in like round seven, and in I a took one Jaylen QB Hurts league, thirteen, in a one quarterback league. This kid was probably he was probably uh, doing that you know what what Marcus does in our league. He was probably got into some. Tricky stuff and was wasn't feeling the best. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, he was well, must have well, must have abuse. not been. A, he was in a yeah, he was not. in a time zone that didn't exist. Yeah, I never. See, I mean, Baker's normally not taken in QB one league. And then I had Brady, and then I and then like what? we're all talking, we're on a chat together. And I'm like, I guess I'll take Jalen Hurts as a QB two in thirteen. Like that's like a that's like I've never seen that. Yeah, he felt everyone took a quarterback, and no one. He was just sitting there for like you, three, yep. four rounds. Have you ever seen him go in round thirteen, Jalen Hurts? Like I, he did in the draft party. So yeah, Jalen Hurts is like the weirdest when we're talking about ADP changes. So Jalen Hurts in you know my in, my expert leagues with all the analysts, like he's going like QB seven, 
QB six. Just wait, way too. And high then high. and then I go to my home league and yeah, dude gets him in round thirteen. <laughs> Same thing, exact thing. And I'm like, dang, I don't even like Hurts, but like round 13, like just the rush. Was it his QB1 or his QB2? QB1, he got bailed out. Like he waited that long. Yeah, that's really getting bailed out. That's That's crazy. That's where we were like, we really screwed up. We should have waited. But also we made our quarterback six-point TDs, and I think that makes Hurts just a little bit less valuable because he's going to be – you know Not what? It don't. It doesn't. I've done the. It doesn't make a huge. Yeah, difference. I've done the six point TD since the beginning of time. That's how I first started playing. It, it really doesn't make a big difference. Lamar was still Lamar when he had his MVP season. Cam was still Cam when he had his MVP. It Peyton does give Manny quarterbacks was, more value as a whole, though. Passing quarterbacks are a little more valuable. Yeah, but it really, it really shouldn't affect your decision, right? If if Jalen Hurts is there in round thirteen, like. Regardless of the scoring, like you take him, you know what I mean. You still yeah. would take Brady. You still take like I'm just saying, like it doesn't really make a difference. You know what makes a difference is if you took Lamar Jackson last year, then you lost. The scoring system's not gonna help you. You know what I mean? Like so, I, I've done those leagues. I, I like it better that way, but it really doesn't make a huge, huge difference. What um. I, I got to bring this up because last night we had this happen uh, consecutively by the same team in round nine and ten. When is the earliest acceptable time to take a defense or a kicker? We had one guy take the Bucks defense in round nine and then Butker in round ten. And uh, the three of us were we're, we're having dying. a good time with that one. We were dying. Oh, I, I don't even I don't even remember that. I, I wonder what type of state I was in. Oh, yeah. man. That... Yeah, he went defense kicker nine and ten. Yeah, it's just you don't want to do that. It's just it's a mistake. <laughs> it is. What's it, Ilya? Uh, Mags. Well, here's look. Here's oh. the first thing. He was he was working the ICU in his defense. He was like in the ER room or something. So he was drafted on his phone in the in the he hospital. He was literally like he was literally like saving <laughs> yeah, he lives. Did, yeah, he you know he had to do what he had to do. I appreciate him oh, for oh. doing that, and I appreciate him for yeah. trying to draft. You know, trying to draft while doing it. Um. The Bucks, first of all, the Bucks D is amazing, is great. Uh, but week one they play the Cowboys. It's not even a good matchup. Like I'd rather wait and get the Niners D. They face the Lions. Ravens D faces the Raiders. So like Niners is one of my favorite um, defenses to get. So there's just and also defenses is actually the most unpredictable uh, mo- uh, position from year to year. Like we saw, you know, your buddy right who did who drafted. Defense in round what nine ten was it nine nine nine, nine defense and ten okay. kicker so yeah this is Jacob's yeah. kid someone in my home league drafted Jaguars D tenth round like because they were so this is this is 2018 because they're oh, they were the okay. number one like it's I was obvious like he won the league but he got luck like it was obviously a bad pick and when you do that it also causes a lot of uh, a chain reaction to where like okay i don't want to drop yeah, the bucks it, does. D, it really does like this and that like i i went on a live stream i told the people i did something stupid like i told the people that i drafted the seahawks d one year like round nine or ten something like that and i finished third place and i did really good because back i'm talking about like prime legion of boom right and next year i drafted him like round six or seven like i went crazy and cool. then I tell people the story. I remember this. I remember this video. Yeah, this is like and the dues, right? Like mistakes. You something. Made, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, like people really appreciated the video because it's like me not being afraid to say like possibly the dumbest thing I ever did in my life. 
Um, <laughs> and then the next year, yeah, Legion of Boom is like they suck. They're deep. They're it's ranked like the ninth or tenth or eleventh defense in fantasy. And then I'm so pissed, yeah. and I keep keeping them. And now it's like the point where I'm about to like not make playoffs, close to not making playoffs. And so I'm like, whatever. The Lions D, they're like. They're like the seventh best defense or fourth best. I drop the Seahawks D, pick up the Lions D. Lions go back to being how they always are. So now they're like not even top 20. (laughs) And the Seahawks D goes back to being like top five. And my buddy picks him up. He makes playoffs. I miss playoffs. Um, I mean, I didn't, I probably didn't finish like top seven, top eight team. So it just, it, it starts this whole thing. So you never want to do that. Harrison Bucker is a great kicker, but I got, man, I got so many sleeper kickers, guys. Look at this. I got, um, I mean, Jason Sanders is being slept on. He's good. Tyler Bass on the mm-hmm. Bills kicker. He's a top five kicker. Like you can get him. Rodrigo Blankenship, Robbie Gould, just like the Niners. D. Robbie Gould. Robbie That's Gould every year. plays every the year. Lions week one. You know how many times they're going to settle for field goals or kick extra points or have the lead? Like they don't need to go like, all right, guys, hurry up on fourth down. We need to come back from the Lions. We've got a huge deficit here. Nah, they just be like, Robbie, go in take there. Take the three points. Yeah, take the three points. I mean, you're, he's probably already kicked he's four or five He's also automatic. He's like one of the best kickers. He's a great, he's yeah, always, he's also a great, yeah. I mean, the only the only bad thing you can say about him is his age, probably, if you had to nitpick. Yeah, he doesn't have, like, uh, the range some guys. He's do. not super young like, anymore, but that that's it. He's on a yeah. great team, a great matchup. Like, you can get Robbie Gould in freaking round 16, round 17, whatever, you know, even if you have a round yeah, 16. Yeah, I, I got him, like, the third last picker. Yeah, so like, so that's, you know, and then there's just so many other kickers, like, you can, you can find and get on the uh, – do with the match. Young so Ho, yeah, never young ever Ho, do Koo, that. Young, young Ho, Young Ho was a uh, pickup for me last year. He was literally like an RB two last year. He was putting up <laughs> about thirteen a game last year. That's right. Young Way Ku was, was actually one of the best waiver ads last Pickers, year. They're just like waiver ever. ads. Period. Last year. Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, like every yeah. week, I didn't have a good team, and I'd be like, uh, you know, Ku got me eighteen this week, sixteen this yeah, week. Yeah, carry like, my team. Yeah. Out, outscoring RB twos consists like decent amount i'm like and i don't even crazy. like young way this year i have him ranked only as kicker number wait his five. name is young way young way is young how way. you pronounce it yeah oh man i've been doing him a great disservice by calling him uh, young ho <laughs> yeah. well, have oh, you man. i'm i've been calling him young ho um, it's young way is how you properly pronounce it uh, uh i'm really sorry to anyone uh, that Especially in this time and age, anyone that takes that offensive, I apologize. I was just reading it in a very American <laughs> it's way. It's okay. Yeah. You didn't, that's, you that's didn't know. Couch is about to drop off. He actually is going to need us to remove this entire <laughs> he can't, episode now. He can't be now. associated with he can't, this. Yeah, he no, can't have no. this associated <laughs> people, to the brand. People call him that on purpose. So, you know, yeah. that's, you know I, don't, I don't condone such behaviors, but... So, Sully's not hateful. He's just ignorant. That's yeah, all. He's, he's, just, he's just naive. Yeah. Naive. It's we'll a cur- naive, it's a Korean yeah. enunciation or something. I don't know. Yeah. Is. No. No. Not even Young Who though. Young Way Koo. <laughs> I'm telling you how it's pronounced, bro. Sully. I'm the kicker whisperer here. You gotta listen Sully. to me. Young Way Koo got his Jeep stolen. <laughs> in there was his lucky cleats. That. Yeah. And so he's not in a good situation. On so a good you, you team, can't draft him he now. got his cleat. Well, I have him as kicker five, so I still like I don't hate him or nothing, but I have him ranked two spots lower than the consensus. Those bold enough to rank kickers and go against me. So don't don't reach for <laughs> Young Way Koo either. Don't do it. Get a kicker dead last. Come on, I'll help you out. Do you, yep. Do you exactly. think any of the any of the rookie quarterbacks can 
legitimate have legitimate top twelve value? You know, is is Lawrence can he be that guy? Yeah, I think I got Lawrence as QB fourteen. Um, I mean, it's gonna be tough, but he looked like crap tonight. I know it's preseason; it doesn't. It's not very indicative of the season or career he'll have. But uh, he's got the thing is he's got receivers for sure. It's just that line is tough, really tough line. Well, we'll you know, this is how I'm gonna put it. Like for me, it's kind of like who cares? Who's gonna help you win? And I think that's gonna be Trey Lance. Um, and if you're yeah. Justin Fields truther, that's fine too, because I like him like slightly less than Trey Lance. I like Justin Fields a lot too. These guys can run. Um, these guys are just bringing a lot of energy into this franchise. We know the Bears needed two things. They needed a kicker and they needed a quarterback. And uh, man, they might have just found both, and that's gonna really help their franchise. And then the Niners, Jimmy G is an average quarterback. He's okay. Uh, he's never healthy though, and you got Trey Lance, who just has tremendous upside. If you look at Trey Lance's schedule, right, starting Week 14, look at this: Cincinnati, Falcons, Titans, and in the Super Bowl, the Texans. So it's just such. That's I think that's the type of guy who's going to help you win. It's all about where you get them, how you construct your team in fantasy, right? Because we're trying to win, right? It's not just mm-hmm. about like okay, where did this guy finish, where you got him ranked. So my rankings is just a tool to help you win. But Lance, if you can keep him on your bench, if he starts, if he actually sniffs close to his upside, because this guy's like a this guy's like a faster Cam Newton. This guy's like a more athletic Josh Allen. You know that's his upside. Um, I I understand the risk. I don't want to sound like a Niner homer or nothing. It's nothing to do with that. I've always I liked Lance long before the Niners drafted him. He has that type of upside. There are some worries and risks with him, but you get him as your QB two round ten with that playoff schedule. You know, I think a lot of people here think that Lance is going to start eventually. That could be a league winner. And when you get Lance, you really don't have to go get Mahomes. Or Josh Allen or anything either. You can get Lance and, and Fitzpatrick. You can get Lance and Cousins. You can get Lance and, I guess, Cam Newton. If I don't know what Cam's doing, Cam's up to. But I think he's going to start for the first few weeks. You can really do any – yeah, you just – you don't have to reach for any – you don't even have to draft a quarterback till the double-digit rounds if mm-hmm. you go with Lance. So I think Lance is a is a good winner. And um, you know what? If you want to do that and, and you can't get Lance for some reason, Justin Fields could be nearly as good. It's him, ran a 4.44. That could mean a lot of fantasy points. Yeah. Who, I mean, piggybacking off that, you know, taking rookies out of that question kind of like, who, who's a, a veteran in your, you know, I'd say like 20 and beyond for you, like in that, that Matt Ryan, Roethlisberger, Mayfield, Jameis Winston, Derek Carr, you know, Jimmy G, Jared Goff, like that, that tier of guy. Like, who, are there any, who, who out of that group or that that range would you say has the best chance at becoming a top twelve quarterback? You know, I have one answer, and you know what? It's it's probably not going to happen with any of those guys because of the rushing upside. In order to mm-hmm. be a top ten fantasy quarterback nowadays, you have to be able to get rushing stats. So the only exception is Tom Brady, and he's under a Bruce Arians offense. Um, another ex- my guy. Another I got him in like every league. <laughs> hey, it's somber. another exception could be this year Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's another guy who can throw possibly five thousand yards. 
um, with that coach. Other than that, you're only looking at rushing guys. But guess what? Guess what? Guess who I just added in the couch league? I just put C.D. Lamb in the IR spot. I traded for him. He's in the COVID protocol. I just added a guy who has maybe about, what's a one out of six? One out of six. That's about a 17% chance of being a top five quarterback this year. Deshaun Watson. Because of some kind of loophole, he may not be on the exempt list because they can't. They need to interview him to put him on the exempt list. In order to interview him, there can't be an ongoing criminal investigation. And so he may not be on the exempt list because of a loophole. And if he's not, then that means that he, I don't, he might not get suspended. Um, he also has to probably get traded. So a lot of ifs. But Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback pretty much and has the rushing stats. He's a star. So, I mean, he's yeah, that's undrafted a, that's a, now. That's a big question. I mean, Watson, I mean, there's so much potential upside. But, you know, what? I mean, there's never been – has there ever been a guy with more risk coming into the into the season than but Deshaun you, Watson or more you, uncertainty, uh, I should say? But, I mean, but I paid zero – him. No, yeah, That's if you what pay, I'm if saying, you pay zero, yeah. zero not, dollars, then yeah, I didn't say to not draft risk, them but, before Mahomes. Now that of that's course, a lot of, of risk. Not. Yeah, that's risk. <laughs> what I'm saying is that is that a guy like? Are you? Is it worth the? Is it worth the pickup? Is it worth? Why not? I just added him. Like I, I think I think that's proof in the pudding. I just added him. I had room. I added him. All these if guys you don't have room. Are you? Are you giving up? Are you taking? Are you signing him off the waiver wire and like dropping a? a Look, late wide out you took that's a you know that's up to you you know that that's a tough decision because i'm all i can tell you is that there's a 17 percent chance it's gonna be good um and then what would that be 83 percent chance he'll you know do nothing for you maybe so i'm being very i'm giving you very conservative you know what i mean it's only i'm giving yeah. you only 17 percent chance he's going to be worth it and do well and get traded and all that um but is there you know, any chance he, went, he plays for the Texans this year? I think I think that's that's going to be about zero percent chance. I don't I don't see it, man. All like everything like I didn't think before he said that I didn't think he'd play for the Texans, and so that never yeah, say man, never. He's got, he, but he's I, got everything working against him. But I I think there's about a zero percent chance. I mean, literally everything pointed to him. Not like they added they added like seven quarterbacks. Uh, he said he's not going to play for the Texans. There's a lot of conspiracies that within or very close to the Texans organization sabotaged him. They're, conspir- they're purely conspiracies, but just everything is just pointing to, like the lawyer is that the the old owner's ex-neighbor or something. Like, hey, it could be yeah. coincidence. But it's just, just all these things add to him not playing so i i think it's it i think it's like a 0.1 percent chance he would play for sense. the texans so i got one last question to close out on, on a guy with a, a similar uncertainty i guess or not not for those reasons but uh michael thomas he's going i think he went round eight or nine last last night for us Good um value. Mm-hmm. where where do you see him i mean i, I feel like no one knows how long he's going to be out and what that really means. Um, so where do you, where do you see Thomas's value? This is what's funny. So I, I pulled him up on Roto World, and so it's like it's just all this. So he's got an injury, right? He's recovering from. Then he has to talk 
Then he didn't answer a bunch of calls that, that came out. And now he has to talk with Sean Payton. Sean Payton has to reel him back in. Like, hey, you're one of us. Like, you can do it. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm back part of the team, coach. And there's just a lot. But uh, when he does come back, I mean, he's kind of like Deshaun Watson. He could be top five wide receiver. Um, I think, do you guys have an IR spot in your league? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we do have, have IR spots. I think round eight mm-hmm. is a... Uh, is an incredible spot. Yeah. To take Mike Thomas. Because you're not like by round eight, you probably already have your quarterback. You probably already have your tight end. You probably already have two, three running backs, two, three wide receivers. Like you're already pretty your your starting lineup is set. So you're not going to need to start Mike Thomas when you draft him in round eight. Now unfortunately if you take him in round six, that that's a little early. So I like him in I like him in round eight. And if he's in round nine I think 100% of the time. I think, I think there's a player in round eight that I'll take over him if he's there, and that's AB. I think I'll take AB over. Yeah, I would. Um, well, AB went round seven in, in a couple leagues I just did. Yeah, so people, are, people are catching on. Someone took him at like seven, yeah. six yesterday. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It, just went, like it never made sense, like Godwin and Evans in four or AB in eight or nine. It just never made sense yeah. to me. It was like, why? Yeah. Would, yeah, how, do you, why yeah. how do you justify taking one of them? I don't know. I guess the same only, thing with Devonte Smith, but Devonte Smith is gone by round seven always. So that's the thing. How do you how do you feel about that? Those that like trio of Bucks wide receivers. You know, is it, is there a little bit of a too many cooks in the kitchen this year? Uh, especially with how Brady spread the ball out last year. Man, that um, goes right you know, right down. They're at that tier that I said that I just don't care. Um, mm-hmm. I I usually don't end up taking Godwin or Evans just because I'm always zigging when they zag, zagging when they zig. Um, you know, I might go get um, just uh, any other player, like um, right there. May- maybe it, maybe a top three tight end fall. Um, maybe I get a top six tight end in round five when they're there. I just usually haven't been taken. There's just no need to go out your way to get one of those guys. They're good when you can get Antonio Brown in round seven or eight. Like he's just as good as them. And the price, you know, if he gets a lawsuit or gets arrested or suspended, all that's baked in to his price. Because talent-wise, he's just as good as them, if not better. I know he's a little older. But talent-wise, we're talking about a Hall of Fame caliber talent. Antonio Brown is not disputed in his prime. He was the best. I mean, they're, I honestly, I can't even remember a more dominant fantasy player ever to be in that many straight years to be the best at his position other than Antonio Brown. So, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, it was, it was a few years. He was legitimate. Number one overall pick conversation. Yeah. D- deservingly. So, and, and he did do, and he was, and he finished wide receiver one those years too. Like, so it wasn't, yeah, yeah. He backed it up. Yeah. I mean, it was, even when he sucked, he was good on the saints that I mean, on the, on the Steelers that last year because because the touchdowns bailed him out. Like, the man's good. He was good in the Super Bowl, and he was good once he got acclimated to the Bucs. Now he has a whole offseason. And, uh, and Brady loves him. That's just politics, but, yeah, he does. <laughs> Brady, it's, Brady, his, Brady, it's his roommate. He can't not love him. Brady, yeah, Brady I was does say, what it I takes. Don't know. Yeah, Brady they does what it takes. house, man. <laughs> hey, they, he does what it takes. Yeah. And so that, you know, if they're BFFs or fake BFFs, it, it don't matter. Like, they're, you know, they're – they do have a chemistry like, you know, it does mean it does mean a lot when you're basically you're unemployed and then Brady vouches for you and gets you there. Like that's a 
I mean that, and then yeah, and he's like, yeah, you can stay at my house too. So that's, I mean, just that alone right there. Yeah, that's you, that's you huge. Can stay in my multi-million dollar guest house. I got you. <laughs> hey, that's dope though. What's wrong? I mean, that's I amazing. Yeah, that's I great. Know. I'd do that. I'd stay at that house. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll play. Give me the pool house. That's so sick. Yeah, I can stay at Brady's <laughs> pool house. It's so dope. Yeah, man. I I think that uh, you know, actions speak louder than words, and um, Brady you know, showed it with his actions. Like he wanted him and they wanted to win a Super Bowl and, and they did it. And, uh, I love, uh, I love Antonio. I look, I'm taking Antonio Brown and Devonte Smith ahead of Mike Thomas, but they're always going ahead of Mike Thomas pretty much as yeah, well yeah. anyway. So yeah, I think you I think your boy got a great, and he got a steal. Was it, what did you say? Round eight or nine? Yeah. Well, it was round eight last round eight or nine last night. It was round Mike eight. Thomas yeah. Went, right. Round eight. So, round eight. I don't remember who, but I remember. I, I'm almost positive it was round. Bring eight up or that nine. draft board. Let's bring up. Let's, uh, ESPN. Let's I don't what, know why uh, we're still using ESPN. Pick. It doesn't have the uh, draft board on the app. Yeah, let's move over to sleeper. Uh, Come on, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, it has the it has the draft. I said sleeper. People, I said we should move the shit to sleeper. Sleeper is so much They're better. Very stubborn people. I'm. I will. I'll admit. I was. I was a stubborn one on ESPN. You've over always Yahoo, loved ESPN. I am I am definitely open to moving to sleeper. Yeah, it just goes uh, like well, just I don't go understand just why trust me, you won't you won't ESPN, regret it. You can't even look at your draft board on the app. Like that's not good. Like that's ESPN has many things that I don't like about it, but ESPN doesn't have a draft board on desktop. Why would they? Okay, I didn't even know. That's just even you, worse. Why would they have it on? Yeah, why would, Oh, you just draft on you. You didn't even know. Yeah, you yeah, don't even have one on desktop. No, I, so why no, would I, they have <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it the only league it on I use it for is, is this league. It's not even Dave. There's other yeah. T- yeah, he actually, I have it. I have it right here. I have the draft recap. He went 9-1. That's, wow. that's a steal. With with three IR spots? Because you can put him on IR. Gotta, gotta be George or Biggie. Yeah, that's a, that's a steal. Yep, Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's a great. That's that could be the best auto pick this year. He still got it. He still got it. Um, I think that's gonna do it though. Couch, thank you for joining us. Um, for those of you who don't do this already, go to fantasycouch.com, sign up. Tons of great stuff on there, and you get a free copy of the Brains ebook, the Ten Commandments of Drafting. When you sign up, what's better than that? So. Definitely go do that. Check out the YouTube. Tons of great videos on there. Definitely check out that uh, draft party from this year. It was so cool. Um, check out the store there. Go to bleacherfan.com. Check out our store. Rate and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us and follow at Fantasy Couch on all the socials. Subscribe to that YouTube. And we'll be back next week with another episode for you.